I guess what we're saying is find what works for you, but I mean, for the love of God, do something. And the thing for me that, you know, I wouldn't want anyone to be doing, you know, consciously or not is just being like, oh, I'm strong, I'm tough, I can work through it. Like, what's strong about stressing yourself so much that you end up in the hospital? You're listening to Dad Splaining, a weekly chronicle of all the weirdest, messiest, grossest, and funniest parts of fatherhood hosted by two first-time dads. I'm Jesse. And I'm Brandon. And this week we are talking about health, how to stay healthy as you get older, what we are doing uh, successfully and unsuccessfully to keep our bodies in shape. Uh, we're coming at this topic because around this time last year we talked about the dad bod and uh, how it uh, it comes to us all as we get older. But uh, <laughs> as we've learned, there are things you can do to kind of offset it. So we're going to get into all of that. But before we do, Brandon, if our listeners want to reach out to us, where can they find us? You can chat with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Dad's Planning Podcast. Please give us a like or a follow there. You can also email us directly at dadsplanningpodcast at gmail.com. And then you can catch this and every episode anywhere you get your podcasts. That's right. So, Brandon, what's new with Noah this week? Uh, well, we're just kind of trying to figure out uh, what's going on with uh, the teething. I mean, I'd say that uh, we talked last week, and the teething was keeping us up a couple nights um, for several hours. And the good news is that we've pretty much moved beyond that. Mm-hmm. Um, haven't been kept up uh, throughout the night. I'm knocking on wood here um, in a week or so. Um, little, like, moments of fussing yeah. where it seems like it's going to happen. And, uh, you know, I just want to give props to my wife. She has, has developed a very solid technique um, that I will, will share for everyone as a, a free tidbit here, free mm-hmm. parenting advice. So if you're going through the teething thing and it kind of feels like you, you want to just see if it's maybe like the real full-blown thing or not, you know, the instinct is to be like, oh, they're teething. I'm going to have to go in there and deal with this. And you want to go in there and you want to pick them up. This is the big challenge when it comes to any kind of sleep training or dealing with anything. You just The instinct is to pick them up and to help them and to, you know, cuddle them and make them feel better. Well, whenever you do that, you also run the risk of them not wanting to go back down again mm-hmm. into the crib. So um, what we've been doing the last couple times as like the starting point is go in there, get the passy, get whatever it is that you know makes them feel comfortable to start with, and don't pick them up, and just kind of give them some contact. Like put the hand on them, kind of rub a little bit, you know, make them know that you're there. Um, because most likely, or at least what's been happening with my son, is like he will maybe be in pain a little bit, a little soreness, from the teething, and so he kind of starts crying a little bit, but he doesn't move, he doesn't get up, because he's tired, right? It's the middle of the night. Yeah. He he would much prefer, if he could, to just keep sleeping, yeah, right? Just definitely. like any of us. Yeah. If you wake up with pain or whatever, you gotta go to the bathroom, you'd rather probably just keep sleeping. Um, and so just kind of give him um, something to soothe him, and then just kind of a gentle soothing as well, just kind of mm-hmm. stay there with contact. And then after you know a few seconds of doing that, when they kind of settle, you can kind of take away the contact, but wait. Because a lot of times what he'll do is he might cry out maybe three, four, five times, you know, 30 seconds or a minute apart. So kind of hang around a little bit, especially after the initial kind of outburst, just to make sure if they kind of like whine a little bit more. Yeah. Go back in with the contact again. Just kind of, again, remind them you're there mm-hmm. with with that um, touch. And it might take two or three goes of that. As long as it doesn't drag on for, I would say, like, five to ten minutes where they just, like, constantly crying. Yeah. Or if they're definitely just crying nonstop or just sitting up or anything like that. The the difference, the kind of gray area and what's always difficult is, like, when is the moment where you got to, like, switch gears. Mm-hmm. But I would say the signs that, that are working for us is if he's not moving and not getting up himself and he's not consistently whining, he's just kind of doing, like, the eh, 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 yeah. eh and then he kind of calms and then maybe it revs back up again after a minute you can maybe kind of fight through that 
a little bit and help them kind of fight through it because it's good for everybody. Like if we're being honest, like it's good for you because you can maybe win through and then go back to sleep. Yeah. But that's also good for the kid. Like it may seem again, like with the sleep training, it's kind of cruel making them suffer through it or just deal with it. Mm -hmm. But think about the situation. Like if you overreact and kind of maybe that actually wakes them up, that could be a problem versus if you kind of get through that moment um, you know, everyone goes back to sleep and everyone sleeps through the night. So yeah. it's worked a couple of times. Uh, super props to my my wife for kind of figuring it out. Um, and it's really just like with everything with sleeping or just parenting in general, it's just kind of like a guess and check system. You just yeah. got to kind of see what works. But it's, it's been going good. So I felt like I'd share that tidbit with everybody. Um, that's what's been going on with us. Just, you know, enjoying some sleep mm-hmm. uh, makes a big difference. What's been going on with you guys, Jesse? Well, we are in the midst of uh, potty training with David still. Yes, and the saga continues. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's it's going um, pretty good. Uh, we haven't yeah. had any kind of accidents with him um, lately. Uh, of course, he's still in his diapers. It's not like we've transitioned or anything. Yep. Uh, but still just introducing him to the concept of the potty. And now almost every time we sit him down on it, which mm-hmm. is usually once or twice a day right now, um, outside of daycare, because they do that too at daycare. Yeah. Um, but almost every time he actually will uh, go potty. Great. Um, I, what I do, what works for us, is that I, I set him down on uh, the kid potty, mm-hmm. and then I put a book in his lap, uh, yeah. like a board book, like a you know the Very Hungry Caterpillar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he'll flip through it, read it, you know, talk, blab, babble, that kind of thing. Yeah. And then after a few minutes, he'll stand up and we'll check, and maybe there will be something in there. Maybe there won't. Uh, if there won't, he already knows to sit back down and try again. Oh. And every once in a while, he'll kind of look down between his legs to see if anything's going on under there. Um, <laughs> the only thing I have to stop him from doing is reaching down in there oh, because boy. oftentimes he comes up with wet hands and that's how I know he's potty. Um, <laughs> so it's still a little trial and error. Oh, um, and uh, usually what I do is I'll do that to him in the evening right before bath time and then I'll set him down in the bath and uh, he's learning to kind of climb into the bath on his own. Um, the one thing he kind of hasn't figured out yet is that he's not supposed to go potty in the bath. Oh, so, yeah. you know, as I start filling up the water, he adds a little water of his own oh, and yeah. then I have to rinse everything out and, you know, make sure that there's no pee in the mm-hmm. in the bath water because he also likes to drink the bath water and uh, that's, a da- that's a bad combination. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're learning and it's going well and uh, it, it is being reinforced at daycare. So that's, you know, we've talked at, in the past about daycare and should you or should you not do it. Obviously, it's everyone's choice but one benefit to it is that they'll reinforce what you're doing to to train your kids at home they'll Mm -hmm. reinforce that at daycare usually at the same time that you're doing it so potty training is something that they do multiple times a day i think every couple of hours they sit all the kids down one after the other on the potty and just wait and see what happens nice most of the time nothing happens but at least they know and they're getting more comfortable with it yeah yeah so that's what's been going on uh with us in the brooks household So on to this week's topic, health. Uh, We visited this topic in a previous episode. If you go back and look for the science of the dad bod, uh, we talk about what happens to men's bodies as we age, especially once we have kids, you know, and the difference between uh, men who have kids and men who don't and and how their bodies kind of change differently over time. Um, And uh, a year has passed since then. And Brandon and I are uh, one year closer to, you know, being (laughs) uh, full on adults full you know we're dads we're adults but uh you know we kind of in the late 20s you still feel like a kid a little bit uh but every year you feel less like a kid especially once your body starts to react differently um so we wanted to revisit this and see how things are going how our bodies have been changing and uh what we're doing to kind of counteract uh you know the cruel hand of time so brandon um what has been going on uh with you recently i I know you told me that you recently had a physical right 
Yeah, so this uh, this is purely coincidence, but I'm I'm really fortunate that we just happened to have picked talking about this topic today. Yeah, um, and I really wanted to start off by just trying to draw in everyone's attention and remind everyone to go get your yearly checkup or physical. You know, for the guys, um, you know, we don't typically go into a doctor as regularly as women, mm-hmm. um, and it's nothing about anything other than just there's different things going on for yeah. each, each uh, gender. But, um, you know, sometimes you may not feel like you need to. Or um, with men especially, you know, we feel strong and fit mm-hmm. and like, you know, you don't have to do it. Yeah. Um, if you don't have insurance or if there's some reason preventing you, that's that's maybe one thing. I would still highly encourage you to figure out the best way to do something. Um, but it's been very important, or it is very important, and, you know, I just want to share with everyone, um, I got my yearly physical. I did it last last week, actually, uh, before we record this episode. And, you know, some of the numbers actually came back, and there were some concerns um, that like came what? up. And, you know, in particular, um, something that i kind of always been dealing with a little bit, and I say always even though, you know, I'm 29, but, like, cholesterol is something that's always kind of been a topic for me to keep track of. I don't eat very well, mm-hmm. um, and I try to do better, but, you know, I love fried foods. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> hey, you live in the South. So you're, you're always struggling with it, and it's something you always got to keep your eye on. But the And so that was kind of what I expected to get. Didn't really expect much. I just It's kind of like your dentist. You're like, yeah, floss more. And then you go to the doctor, and it's like, yeah, don't eat as badly. Yeah, um, thanks for the wisdom, doc. Yeah, exactly, and you, and you kind of go about your day. But this time was different. Um, you know, I got some numbers that were a lot lower um, mm-hmm. on different types of things like um, blood cell counts mm-hmm. um, that were very concerning. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the reason why it's important, guys, is because I'm just walking around. You know, I'm just normal. Um, I was healthy. I'm 29. Everything's mm-hmm. going good. You I, look healthy. I thank you. I know I eat <laughs> fried foods, and that's always going to be my weakness. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, nobody was ever going to prepare you for having low uh, blood cell counts, and, and that is, you know, some serious stuff. you got to be really worried about that. Um, and the only way I would have known it is because I went in for my yearly physical. Right. Um, so I'm just going to encourage everyone to just get get the due diligence done. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not a lot of work. Um, the one thing I will say is that, you know, I, I kind of need to figure this one out with my doctor and kind of figure out what, what was going on here, but, like, I didn't get, say, like a yearly reminder mm-hmm. to go, um, and that's another thing that I think is probably an issue for folks is they just are f- kind of forget. I mean, we have kids. Yeah, Our minds exactly. are on other things. They're not right. on ourselves. Right. You just kind of forget. So if if your doctor's office doesn't like set you up every year with an appointment, like you need to go and figure this out immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to scare everybody, but like do me a personal favor yeah. after what I'm, I'm kind of going through right now um, and things are still kind of up in the air. You know, I got to do some more. We're doing some more tests to try to figure out what's going on, mm-hmm. um, and because, it, like I said, it's unusual. Like you, you're just totally healthy, and then someone tells you that you know maybe you're not, um, in you know, quite up to snuff on certain things, and you know everyone's kind of confused by that, and rightfully so. Like mm-hmm. how you know how can you be healthy and then maybe you're not? Yeah, and you're just walking around and everything's fine. Um, and you know, Jesse can vouch. I look the same. Yeah. Everything's going a okay. Um, but it's something you got to be on top of. And I wouldn't have known if I didn't get checked up. So Jesse get checked up. Have you gone to a physical this year? I actually have. Uh, Thank you. Good. (laughs) You're okay. Yeah. I went, uh, I think it must've been three or four weeks ago now. Uh, I went in for a physical, and it was my first one since uh, I want to say spring 2017. So it had oh, been a couple Jesse, of years. Come on, yeah, but hey, don't I be mean... like Jesse, guys. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I went in and I got tested, and for the most part, everything was fine. Um, but one thing that my doctor highlighted for me 
um, that had not been on my mind recently mm-hmm. was that a few years back, uh, I was diagnosed with attention deficit disorder. Mm. It was something that was never a problem for me as a kid, uh, although looking back, there are signs. Um, yeah. But as an adult, I was having a lot of trouble focusing at work and at home, too, and was generally forgetful. And in 2016, uh, I talked to a doctor and they gave me that diagnosis yeah. and uh, gave me basically a low dose of Adderall. Mm-hmm. And I took it for a while, uh, thought I didn't need it anymore, thought it was too expensive because I was on a different insurance plan at the time, <laughs> and then went off it for a couple of years. And then slowly those signs started to creep back up. My wife started to notice that I was having trouble focusing, that I wasn't remembering details in our conversations, things like that. So when I went back in for my physical, I mentioned that and they said, well, this is kind of obvious, but it's your ADD. Why don't you go back on your medication? Yeah. And if it's you know too expensive, there are discounts and stuff. And it turns out I have better insurance anyway. So it was super cheap for me, thank God. There you go. Um, and uh, over the past few days, I've gone back on that and I've already noticed a benefit. Um, I'm able to focus. I don't feel anxious at work if I can't remember things, you know, because nice. I'm able to pay attention. Um, so you know, that was the takeaway for me. It was something I already knew, but you know, thanks to call it pride, you know, whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it. I thought, oh, well, this isn't a problem for me. And I think that's something that happens to a lot of dudes. You yeah. know, I mean, as men, of course, we have insecurities that we just don't like to talk or think about. But there's a lot of pride involved. You know, there's, there's a little bit of ego that creeps in that says, I'm fine. Everything's fine. Um, I don't need help. I don't need, uh, you know, this or that medication. I'm just going to uh, you know, soldier on and be strong, and that's fine. Um, but as you get older, um, your body starts to tell you, you know, that's not fine. That's actually dumb. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, you know, I learned that, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm making changes. Um, and uh, one other thing I'm doing um, is uh, increasing exercise. Yeah, uh, this was something that was, uh, you know. I exercised pretty regularly in my early 20s and then, uh, you know, around my mid 20s and especially once we had David, uh, I just basically stopped completely. Oh, yeah. You know, I wasn't really doing anything physical to kind of keep up my fitness. And uh, recently my wife and I joined a gym. Um, It was her idea because I probably never would have done it. (laughs) And uh, we've started going about twice a week and it's not easy. Um, I I do it in the mornings uh, before work. So Mm -hmm. I do like 5 a.m. gym classes, which is it's rough. But once you start doing it, it gets a little bit easier. Yeah. Um, And they're like cardio classes and there's a lot of bike stuff and rower stuff and then, you know, stuff with like sandbags and stuff like that. Mm. So it's not, you know, I'm not going in and bench pressing and doing heavy weight lifting and bodybuilding. Um, But it's just stuff to kind of keep my body moving and, uh, you know, burn some calories and things like that. And uh, I've noticed some benefits from that as well. I've lost a couple pounds. Um, And I'm not someone who's super overweight, but I I haven't been at a, you know, at the ideal healthy weight uh, in a couple of years. Um, So that has kind of uh, had some benefits uh, as well, you know, and we were talking about exercise before the podcast and Brandon, you you know, I, I like kind of your take on it kind of where it's just it's once you're a parent, it's hard to find the time. What 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 are you struggling with there? Yeah, I think I struggle with everything that you kind of talked about and what I imagine most people talk about. How do you find the time? Um, and I I definitely know several years ago, like you said, when I was kind of exercising regularly, the, the benefits and how great it felt and it was wonderful. Mm-hmm. And then when you have the kid, everything gets a lot harder just because, not not even just because of the reasons of the time, but also just the, the guilt that comes along with doing other things for yeah. yourself. Um, and so that's the biggest challenge is it's like, I don't want to, you know, I go to work and then I come home and I can't go exercise after work because I need to be home. Mm-hmm. I need to be with my family and hanging out with my son. Mm-hmm. And so 
I have I, it, it always kind of felt like I don't really have the time to do it. Yeah. And this is definitely not the time in, in you know, my son's life where I want to be starting to check back out again, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, once or twice a week even still doesn't feel like much. When you only get two hours a night right. on the weeknights, and we've talked about this in previous episodes, it's a time crunch. It's mm-hmm. really hard and it feels really stressful to try to take away that time because there's only so much of it yeah. during the week. Um, and then- Somewhat like what you talked about, trying to go early in the morning, that's kind of what we've been trying to figure out. Do I go early in the morning? Do I go in the afternoon? Mm-hmm. Um, we've tried doing the evening stuff, which I think can work well. The way it basically shakes out is kind of the opposite of what you suggested, Jesse, where you know I'll go to work, I'll come home, we'll do the kid time, we'll put him to bed, and then one of us stays because he's still asleep at yeah. home, and then one of us will go work out in the evenings mm-hmm. because we're really not using that time Yeah, in the evening. Um, and then what I always kind of told myself is, well, that's my time. Mm-hmm. You know, I need to have that to relax, to kick back, to just sit on the couch and veg and enjoy. This is what I've earned. Mm-hmm. You know, I've earned this time off. Work is hard. Parenting is hard. I need to relax. Yeah. And when you're putting your kid to sleep, that's all you're looking forward to is just sitting down and doing nothing. Yeah. But if we're being honest, there's several hours there to deal with. My, mm-hmm. my son still goes to bed at like 7. Nice. Um, and if I go to bed at like 10, 10, 30, there's three hours there yeah. to play with. Like if you're just doing the math on mm-hmm. it, there's plenty of time to sneak in a workout. Yeah. Um, and it actually feels, you know, as I've tried to do it, um, it feels more productive. Mm-hmm. Uh, feel a more productive use of that time. Yeah. Because, you know, some nights will just be like, what do you want to do? I don't know, nothing. What do you want to do? Uh, nothing. And then you just watch Netflix for three hours. Yeah. Which can bed. be fine. Yeah. It works really well when you got something to binge, but once you binge through that and then you need to start a new show, it's really hard to start a new show. <laughs> so that you might as well work out. <laughs> might as well. You might yeah. as well do something. So we've been trying to do that. Um, where like, you know, kind of every other night we just kind of rotate like who goes to do, you know, yoga or something like that mm-hmm. um, and exercise. Um, so that's my my best advice. Now, I do want to be real clear about something. Uh, we suck at doing this. Uh-huh. We're not good yet. Yeah. We don't, uh, we're not on a schedule. So cut yourself some slack because it's going to be really hard early on mm-hmm. and you're probably going to suck at it. Yeah. Uh, we're still trying to be regular with it mm-hmm. um, and trying to get it done like twice a week, yeah. which is not enough even, but it's just really hard to squeeze it in and go and commit, especially when it's like, okay, the class is at seven o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want, if you like doing class type things, which like I kind of know about myself, I need to do a kind of a class thing mm-hmm. because I like being a part of the group um, where like you get to do your own thing, but like as a unit and you're being told what to do, yeah. I, I'm not going to work out well at all if I'm not told what to do yeah. and how to work out Because very you're well. your own boss and you're like, yeah. you know what? I'm going to give you the rest of the day I'm off. Just gonna, well, you know, <laughs> no, I'll just be like, I'm just going to hop on that treadmill with the TV and I'm just going to chill there and mm-hmm. just, you know, kind of jog. Uh-huh. And whenever I feel like taking a break, I'll take a break. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of layers to this, but, you know, try to figure out some kind of a construct. So I think the biggest thing first is can you do it early or late? Um, if you want to work around the kids' schedule, and I highly recommend working around the kids' schedule. Like, don't mm-hmm. sacrifice there. That's going to make you feel even worse. Yeah. Um, so try to go early or late. Try to figure out what can work. Trade mm-hmm. off between you and your partner. Yeah. Um, that seems like a good recipe for success. Mm-hmm. And then uh, figure out what you like doing exercise-wise, if we just want to talk exercise. Yeah. Because you, you may struggle because you would prefer doing it in a class, and you just don't know it, and you might find it intimidating. 
Um, and you know, I did find it intimidating to join like a, a class or something. Me too. But um, like, no one cares. Yeah. Like that's yeah, the best. Yeah, that's the the best news I can share with you is that in a class, no one cares. Yeah. Like, it's actually wonderful because it's it is still independent. Mm-hmm. No one's watching really yeah. what you're doing. No one's talking to each other. Yeah. There's yeah. no talking. Like everyone's just there to get stuff done and mm-hmm. focus on them, and everyone's just trying to do the thing. So you kind of get the good group vibe of like, oh, we're all in this together. And you've but, got a like, coach kind of cracking the whip too. Yeah. The coach is kind of maybe telling you what to do, but yeah. he's, he's also not just like sitting behind you and harping on you like your high school football coach being yeah. like I can't believe it Brooks pick up the slack like, yeah exactly no, like they're just happy you're there yeah I mean, so I mean you're paying yourself, them too so yeah, <laughs> yeah like cut yourself some slack so I don't know that's kind of worked for me mm-hmm. uh, you know Jesse have you found any kind of exercise styles that you enjoy yeah yeah I mean that's that's I, I'm in a similar format where it's cl- a class-based thing we do two yeah. classes a week it's not free form um, you know you go in for an hour you do like half an hour cardio on the bike and then half an hour like lifting yeah you yeah. know hand weights and doing uh, strap exercises and things like that. And it's, you know, it's kind of high intensity, but it's you do what you want to with it. You know, you can right. do like low, medium or high intensity, um, but it is coach led, you know, so you've got someone who is telling you what to do and when and for how long. So, you know, it's a little harder to just kind of give up. Um, and but then also they're encouraging you the whole time. Like, you know, everyone's small. Hey, Jesse, great job. You know, yeah, hey, John, yeah. good job. That kind of thing. And it's something that I was uh I was resistant to it at first. You know, Mm -hmm. when we did our first class, I was like, I kind of hate this. And then my (laughs) wife was like, we're just going to sign up anyway. Suck it up. And then we did. And over the past few weeks, uh, I've really grown to kind of like it. And I kind of want to start going more often now. Now, also like you and Austin, um, you know, we're also not great at it yet. You know, yeah. we've been going for four weeks. Uh, we've both missed a week here or there just because things happen. Like I got kind of sick and I didn't want to bring my germs in. Uh, and then, you know, I had to work earlier. I had to work late. So, you know, but it's something that uh, I've learned that consistency helps. And once you start doing it consistently after a couple of weeks, it just becomes part of your routine. And uh, it's something that I never thought I'd have time to do. Now, what I do is I get up early in the morning and do it. But that's just because I am an early bird. Like, yeah. I have to get up early anyway because I go into work so that I can get home in the afternoon and pick up my son from daycare because my mm-hmm. wife handles the drop-offs in the morning. So she does her evening workouts. I do my morning workouts. They're both uh, during time where we're not with the baby. Yeah. You know, so hers are before, usually before David's pickup time. Uh, and the minor be before anyone is awake. There you go. Um, you know, so that's, you find that balance with your partner because you can't both be gone at the same time unless you've mm-hmm. got a third person in the house watching the baby. So I know that that's one of the stumbling blocks, you know, sometimes for people, but figure out how to stagger it. Um, if a gym thing just isn't for you, uh, might I suggest morning walks and runs? You know, that's something I did for a long time. And, you know, the difficulty there is because, again, Again, you're your own coach in that situation. It's really easy to kind of let off the gas or even take a day off here and there because no one is uh, holding you accountable. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's something I found is that the older I get, the more uh, accountable I need to be. Um, So that's kind of where I am uh, with exercise. Um, It's, you know, it's not perfect. I probably need to be doing more of it, but I'm doing more than I was, you know, even a month ago, you know, so I think that's a it's a great place to start. Um, now the other thing that I've got a lot of, uh, work to do on is, uh, nutrition. Mm. Um, this is something where, you know, you touched on this earlier, uh, with the fried food. That's a problem for me too. My real problem is salts and sugars. Oh yeah. Um, you know, I'm starting to learn that the older I get, you know, my metabolism is not what it was when I was 18, <laughs> Yeah. you know? Um, so, you know, I, I used to get eat, you know, a sleeve of Chippehoys and then, you mm. know, not gain any weight that doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> um, so, uh, what I'm learning is that I just, I'm learning to cut out sugars. 
and it's not perfect. I didn't just swear them off and I haven't eaten them since. You know, yeah. I, I will have a soda now and then. Uh, but over the past few months, I've started to um, make different choices. Like if mm. I'm walking up to the soda machine, instead I'll just go fill up my water bottle. Yeah, or yeah. if I'm going up to the vending machine, instead of getting a cookie, you know, I'll get like a, I don't know, a, a a, a mixed fruit cup or right. something like that yeah. and you know you don't enjoy it as much like i'm not gonna lie you know you don't get the fun of having the sweet dessert or you know the fried food it doesn't feel like an indulgence or comfort food um but you you also don't feel as crappy afterwards because you know the older we get you start to crash after you have sugars and fatty <laughs> foods like yeah. you start to feel like miserable like oh my god why did i eat that uh, you don't get that when you eat healthier and um it's not perfect i've still got a long way to go we, we keep we try different things you know uh, we tried sort of uh, an intermittent fasting and now we're kind of adjusting that a little bit because mm. you know we've just kind of figured out that it hasn't worked for us um and uh, and there's a lot of different ways to do it and we're just kind of testing different things out and i think now is the time if you're our age we're uh, in our late 20s. Brandon, you're not 30 yet, are you? No, 29. Yeah, 29. Yeah. You're same as me. Um, so we're kind of, if, if you're in that zone, like now is the time to start figuring out what works for you nutritionally and, and with exercise too. Um, so you mentioned that your uh, cholesterol levels historically have been yeah, high. Yeah. So um, kind of what is, what's the goal for you nutrition-wise? Oh, boy. I mean, it's, this is the tough part, guys. Like you, you can... You can kind of carry on and kind of keep doing what you're doing, and you can be like, "Oh, it's high," but you know that's just me, and I I know that's that's me. So I haven't changed anything yet, um, even though I know that my cholesterol is a problem. I, I need to kind of figure it out. Mm -hmm. um, the solution for me, I know, is just cooking. You know, when I don't cook, you know, you go to Chick Fil A. Exactly. Um, so you know, anytime I'm gonna go out, you know, for a quick dinner or something on a weeknight, it's got to be quick first of all because you're tired and you don't want to do anything, and it's easier than cooking in in your mind. Yeah. Um. So trying to get back with cooking again, just because if you're going to cook, you're probably not cooking up some fried foods, mm -hmm. most likely. Um, and, and, you know, I like other foods that are good for you, and that's yeah. fine. Like, I've greatly increased my appreciation and enjoyment of various vegetables and things. Like, mm -hmm. it's just a matter of, like, I got to go do it yeah. um, and prepare for it. Um, I think I've mentioned before that, like, we did Blue Apron for a long time. Yeah. Those, like, meal delivery services um, are a lot of fun and really good and generally good for you. It doesn't um, cut out anything. It's not diet-based. Blue Apron is not. Other such services can be diet-based. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it focuses on, like, smaller portions. Yeah. Um, and then you don't have leftovers of things that are bad for you, and then you're eating the bad over and over again. Um, and then, you know, it's, you know, it, it still tastes good, but you do have to cook it. So there's things you got to always work through. And it's, it's especially challenging combining the nutrition problem with the exercise problem, because now I'm talking about taking an hour out of my evening to go work out. Mm -hmm. And then that's an hour I'm not home to cook. Yeah. So it, it makes things even harder I know. to kind of figure out. So the struggle's real. Um, but you know, I, the way, best way I can think of kind of wrapping this, this portion of the conversation up is just like, do the best you can to be on top of what's going on with you get the checkup like we talked about yeah because you know we mentioned like oh we're not even 30 yet oh we're, we're 29 and we we, we got to be prepared um and that can sound like lip service but you know you guys obviously heard what's going on with me i mean you got to be really careful and that one's not exercise or, or nutrition related but yeah. the cholesterol is um and you know my doctor didn't you know scare me about it but she basically told me um, you know, if this is the same when we check in again next year, like we're going to start talking about medication. Like, yeah. I mean, can you imagine you're probably not imagining that you're 30 and you're going to be on your cholesterol yeah. medication. Seriously. But I mean, you got 50, 60 years ahead of you. Like mm -hmm. you cannot get behind the curve. Yeah. 
um, on something that can develop into a long-term problem. Like, you know, better get ahead of it. Yeah. So I'm not, like, looking forward to being on medication by any mm-hmm. chance, but at least, like, we're, we're on top of things and we're talking about it and we're not waiting until, like, down the road exactly. to figure out what's going to go on. So just be on top of your stuff. Mm-hmm. And then uh, one other thing I want to touch on, and I'll do this briefly, is uh, stress management. Um, I think mm-hmm. that uh, stress is something that, uh, especially as as guys, uh, we tend to, we feel stress and we feel stressed out, uh, but we don't really think about what can I do to relieve stress other than just get the things done that are making me stressed out. Yeah. Um, but uh, I've, I've learned uh, over the years kind of what to do to manage stress. Uh, I learned it the hard way because in 2016, um, I... Uh, I was working a really stressful job, a different job than I have now, and uh, mm-hmm. I went one day to donate blood uh, with the Red Cross, and they denied me because my blood pressure was too high. Wow. Um, it was like it was, I mean, super high, like hypertension. Yeah. Um, and they said you've got to go home and like just decompress or something, and then come back. And uh, I eventually started monitoring my blood pressure. I found that it was pretty darn high. And uh, when I went in for my 2017 physical, they at first they recommended medication for it. Wow. And I, I said, I don't want to do that just because of my family history. Um, my dad uh, had high blood pressure as well. It's probably where I got it. And um, he kind of had just negative experiences with, with his medication. It mm. caused other problems. So I said, well, what else can I do to manage it? And they said, well, you need to lose weight. At the time, I was about 15 to 20 pounds heavier than I okay. am now. Yeah. And they said, lose some weight, uh, lose what's stressing you out. So uh, I quit that job. And uh, <laughs> immediately my stress levels kind of decreased. And I oh, had yeah. other, you know, um, other stressors in my life as well. Um, but as my stress decreased... Um, and over time, as my kind of nutrition and exercise habits, you know, changed a little bit, lost a little bit of weight, the blood pressure came down. Um, but at age 26, 27 that I was at the time, I wasn't thinking about my blood pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are in that stage, your late 20s, maybe even your early 30s, you're probably not thinking about it either. But um, as people get older, I think this is men especially, but it definitely happens with women too, yeah. um, your blood pressure can become an issue. Um, especially if you're gaining weight, you know, your body's changing. Um, that's something that you might not be thinking about, but you really need to think about because high blood pressure can cause a hell of a lot of problems in your life. Um, so I brought it under control when I came in from my physical a few weeks ago, it was back down to normal levels, which was really great. Awesome. Um, but, uh, you know, it's something that I just, I have to keep on my mind. You know, if I'm feeling tense, if I'm getting headaches, you know, if I'm gaining weight, is my blood pressure going up? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can get a, a blood pressure monitor from the store. I think you can buy one at Target for like twenty bucks. Okay. Um, and they're really easy to use. Uh, and uh, there's also the free blood pressure monitors in some grocery stores in yeah, the United yeah. States, um, uh, like Publix here in the South. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's always a little stand next to the pharmacy where you can stick your arm in there and get your blood pressure. Yeah, or like a CVS or something like that. Exactly. And there's apps that can help track those things. Um, uh, some other things I do to kind of reduce stress lately is uh, I've kind of gotten into meditation and it's mm-hmm. not some mystical religious, you know, Eastern spirituality kind of thing. <laughs> um, but there are, you know, there are scientific techniques for breathing techniques to help regulate kind of your your stress levels and help you focus more clearly. And uh, I do this a little bit in the morning and a little bit in the afternoon. And I'm not perfect at it uh, because you're supposed to be able to kind of clear your mind and focus on your breathing or sounds that you hear or things like that. And it's supposed yeah. to help you kind of focus on being mindful in the present so that you're not anxious, you know, about the future. Um, but I always catch myself thinking about other things. Oh, yeah. Uh, but then again, that goes back to the ADD I mentioned at the beginning of the episode. So, you know, there's uh, there's just things as you get older 
um, that you can do. And now that we're at that age, it's the perfect time to start doing them. Um, so just, I guess what we're saying is find what works for you, but I mean, for the love of God, do something. Yeah. Um, you can't afford to just coast anymore, guys. Yeah, you got to um, pay attention. And, you know, especially when you talk about stress, like it, for me, it kind of comes back to this thought of like, I'm fine, I'm healthy, I can work through it. Yeah. Um, you're probably not even thinking that deeply about it because mm-hmm. then you'd be admitting that you think there might be something wrong. Yeah. Um, and most likely you're just kind of working through it and you're just like, oh, my job is just stressful. Um, well, that's me, mm-hmm. um, and that's you, yeah. and that's most people. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, like, who's going to say, like, oh, my job is no stress? Yeah. Like, and not many people, No right? one. Um, even if you really enjoy your job, it's probably stressful because yeah. you're like, working really hard because you're enjoying it. So mm-hmm. don't ignore that facet. Um, talk to somebody about it. Um, and the thing for me that, you know, I wouldn't want anyone to be doing, you know, consciously or not is just being like, oh, I'm strong, I'm tough, I can work through it. Like, what's strong about being told you have possibly hypertension. Yeah. What's strong about stressing yourself so much that you end up in the hospital? Like mm-hmm. I know people this has happened to. Like what's strong about that? That's yeah. a, that's a stupid idea. Don't don't play around with that. Don't play with fire, you know. There's mm-hmm. nothing that you have to do as a man to be like, "Oh, I just deal with it because I'm just good and I'm yeah. strong like that." You're just going to end up in a bad situation and no one's going to look at you and be like, "Oh, he was a tough guy. He toughed it out until mm-hmm. he crapped out yeah. at 45." Yeah. Like nobody wants that for you. So mm-hmm. don't don't get caught up in anything like that. Um, and you know, just just be true about what's going on. I mean, yeah. the the easiest thing to do is just to go in for a visit mm-hmm. with your doctor and just kind of lay some things out there. You know, the the easiest thing and what always kind of feels odd to me is just talking about the stuff. Yeah. Um, and bringing it up when no one is expecting you to bring it up. But mm-hmm. if you just sit in that doctor's office and be like, you know, I've kind of feel like I've had a lot of extra stress and I'm a little worried about my blood pressure or I'm a little worried about. Um, blah, 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 X, Y, Z. Like, honestly, um, you know, when I've kind of talked about a, a thing or, or so like that with my doctor, a lot of times they'll just very quickly and honestly, and as doctors do in like 30 seconds, tell you it's not a problem. Yeah. Um, they are not afraid to just cut to it because, you know, they're busy too. They're working. They're trying to get to the next patient probably. Mm-hmm. But like they can easily allay a fear and just kind of tell you like, oh, it's probably fine. Yeah. Or they will double check the number and tell you based off of your results, no, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Like I, um, you know, kind of worried about, you know, not not so much just the cholesterol, but like you worry about your family history and yeah, you might definitely. be like, oh, okay, um, you know, something's been going on and, you know, my, my mother has this or my grandmother has that or my grandparents had that, and, you know, and, and, you know, you may not think about it because you're young. And then for me, the first time I ever really brought it up was maybe this year or the prior year of my physical. And I was like, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, my such and such family member had this thing. Do I need to worry about it? Yeah. Um, and they would, and they can just look at the, the tests and the results and the blood work and just be like, no, like you're at a low risk for this. Um, obviously, they'll keep an eye on it because you flagged it for them. But like they might never have mentioned it to you. Yeah. And they could just very simply say, like, you're fine. You're mm-hmm. doing great. Um, you know, you're actually at a low risk for this. Yeah. And then like that just feels way better mm-hmm. than just being like, I wonder if I'll ever have to deal with it. Just yeah. get it out there up front yeah. and just kind of be on top mm-hmm. of it. Or even if there is a problem, like there's there's never going to be a better time to bring it up. There's only just going to be a worse time. Like you might think that, OK, if I just ignore this and try and live my life, these problems will go away, away on their own. They're not going to go away on their own. It's like closing the door if the room is on fire. It's going to stay on fire, <laughs> and eventually it's going to burst through that door. Um, so they may tell you nothing's wrong. They may say, oh, you know what, this is kind of uh, worrisome, but you know, you're know, you early enough now to where if we put a plan together and start doing something about it, it's yeah. not going to be a problem for you later on. Um, I mean, so I, I think that that's just the bottom line here is that you know, it now is the time 
to start focusing on your health. Uh, now is the time to start wondering and asking the questions, you know, so that you can get the answers and kind of kind of put a plan together. And I know that there are hurdles. I know that you feel as a parent that you don't have time to do this. You don't have time to make a doctor's appointment to sign up for a gym. Um, but eventually you make the time and you figure out how to do it in a way that doesn't impact your parenting style. Or even if it does, it just does it a little bit and you get used to it. And it's not as bad as you think it's going to be. So really, that's that's just kind of. It's something that you're going to have to get over, and you will, and it'll get better. And here you go, guys. Don't be a baby. <laughs> don't, don't be a baby, baby about it. You like, got I don't, babies. Don't, we don't be a baby. We don't want to keep yelling about this mm-hmm. to you guys, so go get it done. Don't be a baby. So uh, a couple days ago, we actually um, posed this question out to our followers. What are you doing uh, as you're getting older to take care of your health? We posted this on our Facebook page on Dad's Planning a Fatherhood group, the uh, Facebook group that we have. Go check it out, uh, as well as on our Instagram account. And we've gotten some really interesting responses, and uh, I wanted to kind of kind of share them because there's some really cool tips in there and some things that we didn't think about. So, Brandon, uh, what have people been posting on our page? Yeah, so we're going to take a look at the uh, Facebook page first. I've got a comment from our buddy Aaron. Uh, Shout out to you. Um, If you guys haven't been listening all along, first of all, what are you doing? Start Mm -hmm. listening to all of our episodes. We did actually did an interview with Aaron uh, a while back, um, but he mentioned that he's working on his cholesterol as well, um, really wants to reduce um, his intake. Um, He, what's been working for him, has been reducing his meats and mostly eliminating eggs. Um, so kind of when it comes to the dietary stuff, I would just say kind of figure out what's, what's best for you guys, but that's what's working for Aaron. So props to you, man, uh, for keeping tabs on the cholesterol. That's something that I definitely need a life lesson in to kind of do my best work. Uh, and then some comments on today's episode live, uh, here happening as we go. Uh, my buddy AJ, shout out to AJ says, uh, he stays healthy by being on the bike. Uh, he likes biking. Uh, we've got this cool thing called the Beltline here in Atlanta, kind of goes around the city. He loves biking on that. That's fantastic. Um, and then we also got uh, Jerry. That's uh, my aunt. Hey, oh, okay. Hey, there you go. Um, who says that uh, journaling your day, um, keeping an eye on what's going on, um, keep your phones closed as much as you can, or if you're going to use that phone, find an app um, mm-hmm. that helps keep you accountable. Jesse kind of referenced. There's a lot of good material out there, yeah. whether it's meditation, whether it's um, health tracking, whether it's diet tracking, mm-hmm. um, and then just kind of doing things um, in small increments was also Jerry's advice so that you can kind of enjoy what you're doing instead of hating it. So if you want to nibble on that ice cream, you want to nibble on that fried food, <laughs> make it the treat Yeah, um, where it's like, cool, you know, this is my, you know, some people do the cheat days or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that works out for you. So thank you, Jerry, AJ and Aaron for commenting. Yeah. I want to second that thing that my aunt Jerry said about journaling. Um, it's something that I do. I try and do it pretty regularly. Brandon, I, I think you've mentioned before that you, you keep a journal kind of semi-regularly. Bit. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really good for being reflective and being mindful and kind of being able to kind of cherry pick the good things out of a day. Uh, a lot of people do things that uh, they call like a gratitude list, like every day, like what am I grateful for? You know, what am I thankful for? And that's really good for stress reduction. If you wake up and you're already anxious about going to work, try opening up a journal and saying, okay, I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful that I have a good job. You know, things like that to kind of keep your mind in a positive space. You know, I'm not saying that positive thinking is going to change your entire life, uh, but it is a good way to kind of change your mindset and get you in uh you know, focus less on the stress, which is going to spike your blood pressure, oh, yeah. uh, like we've been talking about, and uh, more on kind of a motivational mood where you can get into the gym if you're feeling good about it. 
Um, we also got a couple of great comments on our Instagram page. Uh, Torben uh, in Germany, our listener, says, I try to go to the gym twice a week. That's yeah, like what we've been saying. Like, yeah. get in the gym. It's not a well, crazy goal. It's yeah. manageable. Yeah, it's yeah. easy. And, and and some of them are affordable, too. Like, there are some that are expensive, sure. Uh, but there are some, you know, and there's different tiers. You know, mm-hmm. you just go on the lowest tier if you can't afford the highest tier and take, you know, one class a week or whatever it is for you. Anything is better than nothing. Yeah. Um, also, uh, I think Robert Brandt is, yeah, Robert says, uh, I'm cycling and doing volunteer work involving manual labor to keep physically healthy. I hey, think that's really cool. Nice um, combo there with giving back and being healthy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, volunteering is something uh, uh, that is really helpful. I don't really do that uh, much. All, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to pretend I, that I do either, but it sounds yeah. great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I have no problem with that. I think it's great. Uh, and then um, our listener, oh gosh, let me remember, his, Nick. Uh, Nick, uh, who lives in Queensland, Australia, says, I try hey. and surf every day. And <laughs> hey, if you live on the Gold Coast, man, if, you, if you're if you in Australia or California or one of those places where you yeah. can surf, I've heard that it is very beneficial um, in, yeah. in a lot of ways. Is that just a tip or a humble brag? I'm not really sure. <laughs> Surfing every day. Got it. I'm going to put uh, that on my list. <laughs> right. Um, and then we got uh, also, let's see, uh, Kevin McCoy says, get a yearly physical, like we just said. There you go. Exercise, get more sleep. That's something I didn't talk about. I don't get nearly enough sleep although oh, yeah. I've been trying to get more lately. Uh, you mentioned the other day that for a while when Noah was sleeping, you got, what, seven to eight hours a night? Yeah. Oh, my God, that's amazing. I'm so jealous. I, <laughs> I don't do that. I'm just not in the habit of it. I average six and a half hours on a good night. Yeah. On a bad night, it's less than six. And that is, I mean, that's bad for my blood pressure. That's yep. bad for my health, for my focus. Um, and it's also dangerous if you're driving on the road while you're tired. So, yeah, get more sleep. Is... Be better than Jesse. That's what we're talking about today. Exactly. It's an exceptional <laughs> tip. Now, uh, we also posted uh, this question to our group members on Dad Spending yes. a Fatherhood group. Brandon, uh, do you have those? Absolutely. So, yes, join us on Facebook. We've got the page. We've also got the group. The group, we get a little more conversation going on some of these issues. Uh, Javier, longtime listener, uh, shout out to you, buddy. Um, says he works in tourism, so he never stops walking. So that's really helpful if you have a job that just happens to to help you out on that. That's great. Um, he's been working on a vegetarian diet. Um, and then something I think interesting, he mentions having, you know, one cigarette a day and a beer every three days. So what's interesting about that is like, you know, you're admitting that like you're doing some of the things that can be problematic, mm-hmm. but you have a, kind of a system that's working for you. So you're not totally cutting yourself off cold turkey, but you're keeping everything kind of in moderation. Mm-hmm. You know, we had Jerry kind of mention that as well. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's just a good approach that, you know... Javier kind of admits, I'm not doing much, mm-hmm. but like you have, you have some little things going on there that are yeah. kind of helping you get through it. Yeah. Although Javier, I, I would say as uh, someone who has a, a, had family members who have smoked and it, I mean, you already know this, I'm not telling you anything you don't know, but try and cut out that cigarette if you can. Um, you'll feel, I think you'll feel a lot better in the long term. Love you, buddy. Yeah. And then uh, Alan uh, commented that uh, he and his wife are both nurses. So um, that's obviously a kind of a physically demanding job. So that's very helpful um, that works out, but you got to work on controlling your stress levels and staying, you know, heart healthy. So even if your job is physical, um, that still could cause you some ch- challenges. Like if you're stressing your body every day by working, um, you know, that can be something you got to keep an eye on. Um, th- something that I found really interesting, and, and we kind of commented and joked about this on our group page, is that Alan says he's allergic to alcohol, so that takes it off the table for hey, him. There you go. Um, and I think that's hysterical. That's a freebie. I, I haven't really heard about that too often from people. So uh-huh. that's what a great way to stay out of it. Just yeah. don't be allergic. Uh, or be allergic, sorry. <laughs> Just don't don't be able to have it. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, doesn't smoke. So, I mean, you know, things that he needs to work on is basically that, uh, you know, he's not really having like a diet plan and kind of figuring it out. So I love the, the honesty from everyone that like we're, we're just kind of pointing out we're not really doing much about it for, mm-hmm. for most people. Um, and then Chris, another guy who uh, commented as well, 
um, is saying that, you know, he kind of has always been the athlete or an active person, always training and competing. Um, but, you know, he's 41 now and he, he finds it important more so than ever to continue doing those things. So if you were doing it when you were younger and then you kind of slack off and you kind of stop doing it and you stop being active and you have kids and you do all those things and you think that's keeping me active and young. Yes and no. Um, and so, you know, Chris kind of pointing out that he really needs to stay back on top of being active and being physical. He always enjoyed doing it in the past. He needs to keep doing it. So he mentions he does rock climbing, mountain biking, strength and conditioning two to three times a week. So, I mean, he's got a good routine is what it sounds like. Um, and he just kind of acknowledged it like he was maybe slacking off a little bit in those middle years. Um, and he kind of needed to get back to being active again. That's awesome. Um, so I also uh, simultaneously I posed this question to uh, my personal Facebook friends, and I got a lot of uh, great tips. Um, Ryan Campbell, who was on our podcast uh, several episodes back, look for that episode, be available. He told his dad's story. Um, he said he takes multivitamins, uh, a Joe Rogan smoothie three times a week. I, I guess that's a smoothie that Joe Rogan sells. Um, ACV every morning, which I looked this up, and uh, let's see, ACV. I already forgot what it is, so I'm going to Google it. And uh, apple cider vinegar. That's okay. right. Okay. Pretty simple. He He's takes so apple into cider the, vinegar. the vinegar scene that we've got acronyms. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. But that is something that's pretty popular. We did. Uh, my wife and I did that for a while. Mm. Uh, right after we got married, uh, it was just too disgusting to keep up, that so sounds, we could yeah. we couldn't do it. Uh, but he does three days in the gym, uh, and then balances that with three days running outside, mm. um, and pl- gets plenty of sleep and one day of yoga a week. Which is hey. uh, you mentioned recently that you've started trying hot yoga, right, Brandon? Yeah, I've been trying it out. Um, so it's something that my wife enjoyed doing hot yoga. You've probably heard people talk about it. It's, mm-hmm. it's been kind of the fad for you know a few years now going, and so you probably rolled your eyes at it. Mm-hmm. Um, what I found is that I actually enjoy it, um, and I would have never thought it. So I just want to give you a quick thing to dispel your concern. Like you hear hot yoga, and you're like, why would I want to go into a hot room? Mm-hmm. Um, it's bad enough that I'm doing yoga, but now I'm, yeah. I'm, I have to be hot. With a bunch of sweaty um, people. And it's not just uh, – you don't go in there and like the – the opposite of the air conditioning where the heat's just blasting wave after wave on top of you and you're just like in in a never-ending sauna where like it's currently consistently blasting you, it's actually much nicer. Um, yes, the heat is on, but there are fans. There's some circulation of the air. It's not You're not just sitting in like a dead heat yeah. um, as if you were in Georgia <laughs> outside. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's actually kind of enjoyable because there's some circulation. And that's the kind of thing that I was worried about is that it would just be like stale and dead and just totally hot and um, in there and yes it's warm but like you actually get used to it very quickly in a few minutes and you don't really focus on it and it feels just like any other kind of a gym or workout environment and then the benefit I found is that yoga is great for flexibility um, it's great for just kind of stretching and doing those kinds of things that you don't maybe get done at the gym the hot version for me though um, I found enjoyable because it does kind of give you that workout feel even though you're not running and lifting weights because you're actively hot and sweating a lot more. Yeah. Um, and so that can kind of be a nice feeling, actually, because you'll you'll walk away from hot yoga feeling like you got a workout in because you did that extra effort of being hot and kind of getting the sweat going on. It actually feels kind of good. That's awesome. I might look into that myself. Um, we got a few other comments. Michael says, less alcohol, yoga, again. There you go. Uh, spending more time with family uh, and uh, giving fewer, I'll just say Fs because this is a family podcast, <laughs> uh, what other people think of me. That That's important. 
like, yeah. you know, try and let go of that uh, insecurity of what are other people going to think if I do this or that or the other and just live your life. I love that. Uh, Lee says keto diet and stop smoking. Okay. Good for you, man. Soldier on. Good luck with the uh, with quitting smoking. I know it can be tough. Uh, Joel says riding my bike as often as possible. Joel's a coworker of mine. I see him ride his bike into work some days, nice. which I mean, I live 45 minutes away, you know, on the highway, so I can't do so that. Like a but power to you bike. Can't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would. Uh, I'd be a day late to work every day. Um, Scott says uh, DDPY, which I looked this up. This is Diamond Dallas Page Yoga. If that oh. name sounds familiar, Diamond Dallas Page was a pro wrestler in the United States in the I want to say the 80s and 90s. He has maybe. his own yoga. Yes, he has gotten into the yoga business lately. Oh I've God. heard about this, and it's very popular. Wow. Um, so you know, if you think that yoga is just some flimsy, you know, wishy-washy thing that like you know little girly men do or whatever, no, like uh, Diamond Dallas Page does it. So yeah. you know, it's it's. It's, it will uh, you kick know. your butt. I yeah, can exactly. Tell you. Um, he also says smaller portions, uh, hydrating, and multivitamins. Um, Brittany says, uh, so we got some comments uh, also from non-dads. Brittany says, self-care like yoga, again. Yeah. Um, she also threw in massages and facials, which, you know, again, like we feel the guilt if we do self-care things like that. But, yeah. you know, it's good every once in a while. I, I I get a massage like once a year, maybe. Yeah. It's probably not enough because my muscles are really tense. Um, Anne says uh, she was someone who used to not take care of herself and suffered serious health consequences. She says she's switching more to like organic meat, fruit, uh, and more vegetables. Um, and she limits dairy. She tries not to have sugar more than twice a week. You know, things like that. Like little things you can do to alter yeah. your diet I think is really important. Um, I got a couple of sarcastic comments that I'm going to skip right past. <laughs> uh, Melissa says the alkaline diet, which is something I'm not familiar with, so I'd have to look into. And then uh, my friend Aaron brought up a really important point uh, that's something that we haven't been talking about, that there's a stigma around mental health. So some might be hesitant to mention this, but therapy, there's no shame in getting help when you need it. I think that's super huge. Um, I think that people's perceptions around mental health are starting to change in this generation. You know, we're starting to see things like depression and anxiety and just general mental health problems as something that you shouldn't be ashamed about, but something that is a, a legitimate healthcare thing. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I, I see no problem in going to see a therapist, a psychiatrist, a psychologist. When I got my ADD diagnosis, it was with a behavioral health specialist, which yeah. is kind of in that same vein. Um, so, you know, I mean, guys, like as you get older, like pay attention to your health for sure, but also like how you're feeling like mentally. Do you feel down? You know, do you feel depressed sometimes? Are there, you know, things going on in your life uh, that you should talk to someone about? Like there's nothing wrong with talking to people about that. So, uh, Aaron, I thought that was a really great tip. So that about does it for this week's episode of Dad's Winning. I really enjoyed this. Um, you know, there were actually uh, some things that uh, that we talked about that I brought up that I haven't really been uh, open about, you know, uh, sometimes. So it's nice to kind of get stuff like that out there in the open and talk about it. Um, so, Brandon, uh, in between this week and next week, if our listeners want to reach out to us, where can they find us? Yeah, join in the conversation. We actually had a really great um, chat with a lot of the listeners about health today. I mean, it's on everyone's minds, which is great. You can join in on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Dad's Blending Podcast. Uh, please give us a like or a follow there. You can also email us directly if you want to, dadsplainingpodcast at gmail.com. And then we drop this and every episode every week, and you can catch that anywhere you get your podcasts. That's right. Um, and if you are listening on a platform like iTunes or Apple Podcasts that allows you to leave ratings and reviews, please leave us a rating and a review. Um, we know that we're, we've got a growing listener base. Uh, I've seen that we have maybe 220 Spotify subscribers now uh, on the app CastBox. We have over 60. Some apps don't tell us how many we have, but mm -hmm. we know that you guys are out there. Like, we know that you're listening. We appreciate you. We love you. Um, and we would love to hear from you. Feedback, positive, negative. Um, reviews, they let us know how we're doing, but they also kind of 
uh, they, you know, suggest to iTunes that, hey, this podcast is popular. Let's boost it and share it with more people. Um, So that's, you know, that's what you could do to kind of help us if we're helping you. Um, Now, Brandon, what are we talking about next week? So today's episode was kind of a good um, look back. We did the episode a while ago about the dad bod, and then we talked again about health today. Um, So it kind of sparked this idea that I feel like we want to go back and give you a look at some of the topics we've covered in the past and just kind of revisit how we're doing. Um, We try to give some advice, and if we don't have advice to give, we just kind of give our general thoughts and opinions, but we mostly just want to talk about different things that might be on your minds. Um, And I will freely admit, like we did today on the health episode, some of the things that we've probably recommended, we're probably not doing a very good job of it. So we want to check in with how are we doing on sleep training and feedings and eating and diets and, you know, other things that are going on with our kids. And, you know, how do Jesse and I actually stack up at following Jesse and I's own advice? That's right. So until next time, I'm Jesse. And I'm Brandon. And this week's dad joke comes from the Dad Jokes subreddit on reddit.com. Why are mountains funny, Brandon? Why are mountains funny? Mm-hmm. They are tall. <laughs> no, they're hill areas. Hey! <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys next time.